0: Hello and welcome to the Fear, a podcast about the overlap between comedy and horror. My name is Sarah Morgan. Hello. 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 My name is Beck Hill. Hi, Beck Hill. <laughs> My guest this week is Beck Hill. Uh, it, uh, stand up. I'll do a proper intro, don't worry. Um, but we were just talking, you've actually, I want you to tell me all about a show that you did, an Edinburgh show. Yeah. It uh, was all about fear. So I did not see this and rip it off. No, I, no, you know, no, not at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm fascinated that you also see the potential in talking about what scares the shit out of us at all times yeah so please tell me about this show what year was it
1: oh it would have been about five years ago i reckon right. yeah and it was it was called bet killers more afraid of you than you are of her fabulous and it was a it started off with a countdown of my top five fears um so it was uh, a fear of um flying a fear of monsters like godzilla oh. and stuff like that wow. yeah uh a fear of um, death, classic. Classic. Uh, fear of clowns, mm. and uh, my number one fear, which is uh, fear of the of audience interaction. Yeah. and so the <laughs> whole point of the show is that I'm I'm trying to overcome my fear of talking to the audience. So, throughout the show, I would have one person who at the beginning okay. I would say, "Would you help me overcome my fear?" And then I would have to keep going back to them to ask them questions and and improv. And oh amazing throughout That's the show so but the audience knew that it was something I was very uncomfortable doing so it was
0: sort of a safe place to to try that out and this was a when you started as a stand up you were terrified of talking to the audience right
1: um, but uh, it's something that I am still dealing with but yeah. that show really helped me uh, care less about mm um how it went and i've found that the key is it's about not caring how it goes but still caring about the audience and finding that little bit in the middle because it's very easy to not care about how it goes and not care about the audience and that's when you get into um
0: self-indulgent territory yes but I can't imagine which comedians you might be thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes myself who quite will keep often. going with audience interaction until something
1: happens. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to like remember that they are the reason that
0: you're there. Yeah. They yeah. paid money to see some kind of prepared. Yeah. 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 I mean, are you, uh, you ever, as an audience member? Do you fear interaction?
1: Um, um, not so much these days, because usually I know the people on stage, of course to be honest. You do. Yeah. yeah, but um, when I was a teenager, I used to go and watch stand up. Yeah. I remember um, certain comics who picked on me on stage, who I now work with who I've still to this day haven't said to them, you realise you left a very lasting impact on me as a teenage girl, um, usually because they were highly inappropriate in like what they said to me for a laugh. And obviously it got right. a big laugh from, a, from a crowd. But I remember as a teenager just being really like, I'd never been spoken to like that before by a fully grown man in front of people who yeah. let them talk like that who, to me yeah. or who even encouraged it with their laughter exactly That's yeah so interesting. and i find that those i haven't said anything to those guys because i actually find that they've toned down now yeah. and they've grown as well mm. and there's no point like mm. dragging it up if if they've learned and changed yeah but It is. It stays with me and it reminds me that when I talk to audience members, it will stick in their mind a lot more than it does me. It's like how you remember your your primary school teachers, (laughs) but they've probably taught like thousands of kids, you know. That's so
0: interesting. I mean, I think there's something absolutely fascinating about how compliant people are, women in particular. I think when they're in an audience situation where someone is giving them... Uh, instruction or uh, if you, I remember Look, it's some, you know, big name comedians they were at really, their shows and you think about stuff they would do with people they brought up on stage mm. or what, you know, the sort of I say the sex, sexualisation of someone, I remember, I mean, this is a weird example but there is uh, a uh, I am on a DVD extra for, I was going to fucking say it, Kevin mm. Smith and, and the other one, Jane and Silent mm. Bob when they came to London and did a show mm. and they filmed um, I was there's a, there. Was a comic book shop that was next to where I worked, and they did a kind of like, yeah, we'll do, you know, we'll grab people on the street and do a kind of funny misunderstanding between British humor oh, yeah, yeah. and American, like great bit. Yeah. And the bit I was in was basically uh, Jason Mewes just saying relentlessly sexual things to me, mm. and it's really funny. I mean, I think I f- I found the clip somewhere, and it's it's just g- me giggling. And yes and Yeah. In a way that nowadays, obviously, I would just... You you sort of say, well, that's... You know, you you could be funny and fun with it, but you actually would... But the actual fear that I was going to, like, ruin their thing exactly. because there was a camera point don't at me, to like, I want to let anyone down. Don't want to play along. Don't want to be a killjoy. It's yeah. a microcosm of... And you see those people get...
1: Um, when someone does stand... I, I yeah. remember, again, as a teen, I remember someone picking on... woman or something in an Mm. audience and then her um and then in both cases whether it was men or women Mm. who would go no stop like and tell them off and then they would get taken down and the audience would laugh and and be complaining on that because the audience were like oh no one's safe so they it's a bit they're bullying yeah and and it teaches you i just think like comics have a lot of power and as as Mm. As the Spider-Man saying goes, "Great power, comes great responsibility." And I just think we should be a little bit more careful with our interaction. You
0: um, sometimes deal with some of the most interesting audiences of all, which is you do a lot of comedy for kids. And yeah. I want to talk about that. Yeah, because I find that.
1: Yeah, because it is quite. A lot of people find it very scary. Yeah. the idea of performing to kids. Yeah, I did before I started. Uh huh. And now it's one of my favourite things. Yeah, I probably get less scared performing to children than I do to adults.
0: Why is that?
1: Because I can fight them. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm bigger yeah, I mean, they're than them. Really what small. Are, and yeah, they're, exactly. They're like
0: they snap like twigs.
1: Yeah, yeah, like anything, like whatever they say. Yeah, I, c- I can take them. Yeah, and if I if they took umbrage with anything that I did, Amazing. and they will like meet you outside in the car park, <laughs> yeah, I'll be fine. So
0: how do you... Now I know
1: how big men feel when they doing yes! comedy.
0: Oh, my God. You're the patriarchy in, yeah, a, in a comedy yeah. for kids situation. <laughs> Use your powers wisely. That's yeah. right.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I try not to start beef with children. Yeah. What makes them want to fight me. Yeah. But, yeah. you
0: know, I, I could. You But you could, and that is, that is the main thing. Yeah. How do you deal with, uh, how did you get over that sort of fear of working i just doing it? Yeah,
1: I think um, I think just doing it and then realising that it's not nowhere near as scary as you think. I think people feel scared performing to children because, A, they think that kids are going to be like, this isn't funny, and then just not mm. go with it. And that does very occasionally happen, mm. but more often than not, it's um, teenagers rather than actual kids. Right, yeah, because um,
0: they are evil.
1: Teenagers are an interesting one to perform to because often... So when you're a teenager you mm. watch comedy that adults watch yeah. and you might not get all of it mm. but you like it mm. and there'll be bits that appeal to you. So when you're a teenager you want the com- you want the comedy that adults are getting. Yeah. You don't want kids comedy, you want adult yeah. comedy. The problem is is when you get booked to perform for teenagers mm. it's usually intrinsically like mm. this is for teenagers not for adults mm. and we don't want to talk about anything that's inappropriate right. and you know, you, you don't want to, still don't want to swear too much and you mm. don't want to talk about rude hand gestures or <laughs> things like that, which
0: is one of my staples. You just the filthiest hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, you've
1: got to be, you, you've got to, like, rein yourself in, but you can't do the kids' mm. comedy because that's patronising. Mm. So you just sort of end up giving them this weird diluted mm. comedy that no one enjoys because you're not doing the stuff that mm. you know that works best. They know it. Um, except for the time that I once did an, a, a gig for teenagers, and I did all my um, pun-based stuff, which is obviously yeah. clean but um, silly. Mm. And adults, adults, bloody love my puns. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, I run oh, a pun-based comedy. Night. You're
0: known for it.
1: Yeah, I am. And, yeah. and so I plug was your like, pun-based
0: comedy night.
1: Yeah, it's called Pun Run. Um, it's it's very occasional now because uh, I'm a busy lady. Yeah, I don't have time to run it all the time. Sure. But, um, When I do put it on, like, it sells really well and it has an amazing following and people are so giving. And it's great. And sometimes people bring teenagers along to that Mm. and it's fine. Sometimes there's swears or sometimes there's, like, Mm. jokes that maybe aren't appropriate, but, you know, it's fine. It's nothing that they haven't already Mm. heard on the playground. But as soon as I did puns for teenagers and it's not like, oh, they're there with their parents who are laughing or adults who are laughing. They're just all there on their own. Mm. It almost became a competition of, like... Well, this is dumb because it's yeah. like they don't believe that adults laugh. Like, all I could think in my head was the fact that you guys aren't laughing at this only proves how immature you are because, <laughs> yeah, because adults they are sure enough that they're go, like, yeah. I enjoy this, I'll yeah. laugh. But the kids, like, I, I did one joke where a kid down the front went, Ha, and like laughed really yeah. loudly. And then all the other kids looked at him, yeah. and then laughed at him for oh, laughing. And yeah. after that,
0: No one laughed for the rest of the set. Teenagers are so terrified that they might accidentally. Put some effort into something, right? Was that your, that happen at your school? Yeah, you? it was it's absolute like they, terror that someone might. Yeah, the, the one the one strap thing, like the yeah. one strap backpack. Yeah, and oh, you I enjoyed was, your mime. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you knew exactly. But like you self consciously did the same thing. Yeah, we are. But I'm
1: too cool to like carry things I'm too comfortably cool for, for
0: appropriate posture. Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna be I was never sorry. a one strap. Well, you never. No, See, no, that your bag is too heavy. That means you're cooler. Oh, because of all it the means books. Both my shoulders are screwed. Nice. <laughs> all the books you carry because you're a
1: yeah. Not just books, like, I carry everything. Oh. I'm like a little bag lady. Like, I have this is my massive jacket that I wore in today. Part of the reason yeah. I got it
0: is because it's got massive pockets. Can I posit a theory mm. that is incredibly intrusive but also completely applies to me, yes. which is why I have a theory. I think big bag kids, children to divorce yeah actually my parents didn't divorce until after I left home but they did divorce so
1: you know there's probably a bit of an unhappy uh, I (laughs) I only mention this
0: because every kid I know whose parents divorced at a younger age is a big bag kid like you've always got a bag with you that's got sort of enough stuff for the next 24 hours because oh, you're yeah. always going house to house. And, oh, yeah. And we feel like a kind of comfort in, like, we're really good at carry-on bags. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yep, yep, That's very true. I didn't get it from going from, from uh, house to house, but there was an element of, like, um, I... I I like carrying everything that I might need. It make it does make me yeah. feel
0: safe. Preparedness. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah do it's a stability thing, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bringing order to chaos. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Mm. What's the um? What's the? What have you got with you today? Just to.
1: Oh um, in my in my but this is anything, the least any, amount of stuff that I've carried. Okay. Um, but my pockets, let's see, always got gum, um, lip same, balm. Same. Uh, I want to go through it now. I have got keyring. Got a um oh no I took it out because I was being an adult and professional I bought a Polly Pocket on the weekend because <laughs> she's back
0: is Polly Pocket back she's back is she sexy now no oh my god no I've everything's got, sexy now I've got fucking a little fucking sexy now that's oh, yeah. weird anyway sorry I'm weird. hungry now <laughs> I'm hungry for hamburger. yeah oh, yeah looking up. I'm going to show you a picture of hamburger. sorry keep talking about Polly hot Pocket hot buns I bet Oh, it's um, so my surprising. my Polly
1: Pocket is a, a woman of color who works in science and space, and she has what? a little trophy because I'm assuming from all the science that she's done, I'm real proud of her.
0: <laughs> she has glasses.
1: She's a that's crazy. amazing.
0: I'm going to look this up. Uh, here you go. Here's the sexy new Hamburglar. Uh, listeners at home, you, you might want to look. Th- I know, right? Yeah, it's really just-, just he's like a sort of uh, Magic Mike type character, but with a with yeah. the bandit mask and the stripy top, and he's got his fingers through the lips, going shh. I'm gonna steal your burgers. It's really odd, right? Kind of, but yeah. Would you fancy him? Yeah, I do. I
1: would like be cool with him eating a burger <laughs> in, in, in the your- bedroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: as long as I get a burger as well. Okay, I just want to introduce food to the bedroom. Yeah,
0: I'm not burger. I mean, that's, that's, a very, yeah, that's a very. That's a very. Um, uh, sm- I don't
1: think I want any of the sexual stuff. I just want to eat in bed. What, <laughs> is it just making you think of burgers?
0: Yeah. I'm so hungry. Yeah, sorry, mate. We're recording at lunchtime. Yeah, no, I thought you I was go go right. After this? Yeah, yeah, just to piss off my yeah. So you yeah. <laughs> With their terrifying, mascot. with their
1: terrifying.
0: That's going back
1: to sexy. horror. we go back to scary.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. no. I, I, I mean, everything's scary, right? That's mm. why I'm putting. It. I want to pull it back to puns for a second mm-hmm. because when you said pun, you absolutely reminded me of a big topic of conversation that we're having at the moment as um, fans of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh yeah. Which is, which is, if you, I mean, let's unpack all the reasons why women love uh, <laughs> drag race. But I think puns has got to be up there, right? We love There's puns. So many puns in women that. love puns. Sex and the City puns yeah women love puns that's why I love horror puns so much spooky horror puns that's so true uh, that's why I love Elvira just the episode that was just on this week at the time of recording today is the first of April hey we've not mentioned April Fool's Day once um, and what's well, you... after midday yeah not like, that that was did the anything reason. affect you today no.
1: no I saw one one uh, business fake thing and I was mm. very tempted to unfollow them because I was like <laughs> uh, yeah. come on guys that was so uh, you know
0: five years ago yeah Anyway, time recording. So the most recent episode of RuPaul's Drag Race was The Monsters Ball, mm. which should be a combination of all of my best things in the world, right? which is drag and horror. And Elvira was a host. Mm-hmm. And, oh, Cara Delevingne, who's yes. a sort of beautiful, sexy alien, was a host. Um, and I, yeah, how did you feel about this episode? Oh, I and I don't care deliver, if you don't like I? drag race listeners, you're going to listen to this. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, we need also- to unpack. They all had to dress up as spooky things. They had three mm. different things they had to do, three different looks they had to do. There was Bitch Please. Sorry, not Bitch Please. I uh, yeah. Just no pun. <laughs> yeah. No pun at all. Just, just dress as a bitch. Uh, yeah, it was Witch Please. What was... Oh, um, Monster I'd Like to Freak.
1: Yeah, and then, was uh, it Slutty Trick-or-Treat? Slutty or, Trick-or-Treater,
0: or, or that was it. Maybe yeah. it wasn't
1: Slutty, it was like, but it was Trampy or something. It was, like, yeah, trampy,
0: or treat. trampy Trick-or-Treater or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did we like I mean, I, I have the, to say they found this week disappointing.
1: Well, the classic problem, as with all drag race, mm. is when there's a challenge that perfectly suits one of the drag queens. Mm. Like, it's made for them. Mm. And then they go... Yeah, but that's what everyone expects, and I want to show that I'm capable of more. And you're like, <laughs> okay, any other week, sure. Yeah. Not this week. This is your challenge. Are we talking about Evie Oddly? We are. Evie Oddly, I've so got, she got big fan As soon she said, I'm going to go for the glam thing rather than the freak yeah. thing, and I was like,
0: but mate, this is your. This is where you shine. I think this is absolutely on on topic for this. I, I feel like drag queens are not... Um, uh, as freaky as they used to be because it's become more mainstream because it's mm. more about uh, authentically looking like a woman fishy as it's known yeah <laughs> yeah like a little glossary uh serving fishy illness and all that <laughs> uh, and a lot and and uh, arguably because drag queens are slightly less outsiders than they used to be but there was used to be a big thing with drag that it was about being a freak being and and that went with horror and being an outsider and all that stuff and and I felt like that was missing and I wonder what's happened other than maybe society mm. has changed and that's good and I shouldn't miss it but ah yeah mm. that's a good point yeah why do women like drag back hell because
1: it's men teaching us um that being a woman isn't necessarily what society's told us it is.
0: Boom. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Have a sticker. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 here's what we think is brilliant about women. Yeah. And that's that's great to be reminded. Also I love that it's sort of changed how young women view uh, hair and makeup and clothes. Yeah. They no longer I mean if you ever go to like a live thing, it's all full of teenagers dressed like in drag yeah which is being a woman is drag anyway so I don't think you need to make a big song and dance about being a woman yeah being <laughs> being a woman one could argue is drag anyway but yeah seeing, seeing the young people in there full drag and it is the male gaze is completely absent yeah the male gaze might have inspired the look in the first place as a man looking at a woman replicating her rather than Telling her mm. she's sexual, but I think there's there's something really fabulous about it, that drag has sort of removed the heterosexual male gaze from uh, how women present themselves, and, so and they just look spooky and mad all the time. And it's yeah, great.
1: I'm also loving the amount of uh, straight men who <laughs> are um, loving drag race, yeah, and and really getting into it as well. Because to me, there is nothing more masculine than being confident. In mm. your own persona, and not letting outsider influence change that. Yeah. Like, if you're like, yeah, I like this. It doesn't. I don't care if that makes me look like I maybe.
0: I don't know girly or whatever the, mm. the like or or I'm gay cuz I fancy that person who looks in, in like an incredibly stunning woman yeah. or something between a man and a woman that I don't even you know is a new a new gender that I don't even recognize That's I'm right. attracted to and I think it's how, it's how society evolves you don't yelling at people all the time getting into arguments about transphobia and homophobia on the internet is is, is never how you change minds. How you change minds is by going, look how much fun this is over here. Yeah. And all the straight boyfriends on the sofa with their girlfriends watching drag racing going, that looks fun. They mm-hmm. look fun. They're not evil. <laughs> They're, yeah. They are doing some very fun <laughs> things over there. They're doing death drops. Exactly. <laughs> They're doing death
1: drops. It's the one of the best quotes that you've basically just summed up mm. um, that I remember hearing about changing society is that... Um, uh, the best way to um, the best way to change something is to uh, not only be the change, but have more fun doing it. Oh, that's because nice. as soon as you have more fun doing it, that's when everyone goes. Yeah. What's going on over there? Yeah, it's the
0: same for black music. It's the same for uh, gay culture. It's it's just everyone just look like they're having way more fun than the assholes who didn't like it.
1: It's where I reckon it's one of the reasons that um, veganism is becoming more and more mainstream is because it's becoming um, more of an uh, an interesting lifestyle to the people who didn't initially think. Like I remember, I'm not vegan, but I remember when I was growing up my mum sort of explaining it as if it's like this very weird, only a few people mm. do it's a cultish type, you know, like oh yeah, some people don't even eat anything from animals, mm. like oh, how strange, and now you know, one of my best friends runs a company where she makes vegan, you know, meat products, yeah. and uh, and you know, gets them to um, local cafes and restaurants and stuff that want to yeah. provide vegan alternatives, and um, and
0: my mum's like
1: loves it. You know, she's like she's always excited to try mm. new things, and and she loves her cooking. Well, it's so. a pro, it's a
0: pro rather than a con. I think the 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 fear of getting yelled at for getting something wrong, and the fear of uh, and and like the, the sort of relentless horror of someone posting pictures of like dead animals or dead chickens or like weird cartoons of breastfeeding cows and Mm. you know and uh, i mean i've seen some of the stuff it's horrible and just makes you feel makes you feel sick and wrong and that you've done you're being told off all the time whereas what i just i've just given up meat. i gave up meat about a year ago simply because there was such good vegetarian food it was like there was i was looking i was looking at the pictures of people's lunches on the internet and going god that looks really nice i'll Mm. have some of that yeah rather than like i've seen a picture of a peter cartoon of a you know fucking cow being breastfed or that's something it.
1: like i remember like, people saying to me watch cowspiracy that's what made me vegan i'm yeah. like
0: well then i'm not going to watch yeah, it like yeah. i
1: don't want to feel bad and i but and if I someone gave you a
0: lovely cake that was vegan you'd be like oh that's a lovely vegan cake yeah. that's exactly it yeah. that's
1: my point so like my um my favorite cafe is um uh is a vegetarian one but also like they do a lot of vegan stuff mm. so um, for me, when I eat vegan or vegetarian or anything um, outside what I was sort of brought up eating, it's because it, it is offering something that looks better to me. So yeah. I'll, I'll be like, oh, my gosh, that chocolate brownie looks incredible. and oh, no, it's vegan. Oh, that's yeah. why it looks so gooey because it's like not got anything <laughs> holding it together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to eat that. I want to <laughs> try that. I love trying new things. I love new mm. flavors, and new tests. I'm an adult now. I've eaten like almost anything that is legal (laughs) and you know like like i I like trying new foods and tasting things and and so if if vegan food falls into that and they're Mm. like uh try jackfruit and i'm like oh yeah sure what's this Mm. oh it's a what a plant but it tastes like a meat what (laughs) like i love i i yeah, that, that's I, that's, that's you, yeah,
0: that's how you get me. That's how you get. That's how you get everyone. Is like, I remember reading something about Morrissey, who is obviously a terrible monster person these days. Anyway. Uh at uh, his shows there would be a sort of bit where they'd show a screening of, 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 of like baby chicks going through a crusher or something oh. and I was like I, I got slightly hysterical like laughing at the mm. idea of like being at a gig and then them showing you this sort of harrowing footage of yeah, baby like chicks yeah and then it's like if you if you are a vegan already and you've got a note from your mum do you not have to watch the, you, yeah. is it like the period talk it's cool you get to go in a little room yeah that's right <laughs> go in a separate room and have Morrison show you the chicken video
1: you're so right. <laughs> that is, yeah. I think that's what's missing from my shows. Uh, yeah, actually, this leads in very well. You mm. know how we're talking about um, your, your the three sort of um, subjects. Oh, we'll yeah. get onto
0: that. Don't worry. We're on the meander first, but let's get that. Yeah.
1: Well, I was going to say yeah. talking about. I know one of them is about movie fears, mm. and you've just reminded me that a thing that stayed with me for a long time mm. was the uh, chicken having its head cut off bit in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory.
0: <gasps> Yeah. Yeah.
1: That, I think I cried when I saw that because ha- I remember seeing it as a kid and being, like, really confused as to why they said it. And then I think I said to my mum, why did they – That that's a fake mm. chicken. Like, why would they do that as a fake chicken? Mum was like, no, oh, it's probably real footage of a, of a chicken. I mean, it's head yeah. cut off. And I was like, but – and mum was like, Well, where do you think chicken comes from? You know, we had pet chickens yeah. as well, which I think is why it really upset me. But we don't eat ours, so we, we had oh. their eggs, but we they okay. lived they lived until they were old and then they went in the ground. But um but I also ate chicken like from the yeah. shops. And it was that it I think for me it was that defining moment of like this is your the chicken you look after and as a pet, this is the chicken that you eat and now like stare at the bit in the middle and you know understand it that was terrifying yeah
0: you heard a great big owl yes they make this podcast yeah but not just this podcast you're shitting me name some others well there's trolled we had luciana berger and gary lineker coming on oh yeah and there's crime club Did you get done for that yeah <laughs> There's The Fear. It's a kid's show. They're really, really scared me. There's Always There. Thanks very much, because I would never have gone oh. down Howard's Way had oh. you not asked me. There's Friends With Friends. Shoving a funnel in Joey's mouth and Rachel pours fat <laughs> <Yeah>. down. <laughs> and there's Ask the Poops. Kids ask us the questions they want answered. That's for kids we shouldn't have sworn earlier. Bollocks. Quick, play the sting. Great Big Owl. Ready to pop the question? I mean, yeah. Let's let's introduce what we're uh, we're talking about. Your something you were scared of as a child, and when mm. you said this to me, I could not believe that this has not come up on the show before, and how much I need to discuss this because yeah. it's perfect. You said that you were scared of Bose Bulge in the film.
1: Elaborate. Labyrinth. Yeah. Ah! Well, see, I think it's a different type of fear because, because it, it wasn't like a high behind the couch fear. It was a I feel really uncomfortable fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I couldn't work out. And I still, to this day, I can't work out if it was a weird, like... I wouldn't say sexual awakening. I think I was too young for that. But I think I was fully aware that it was... He was meant to be this sort of... um, Because he sort of denotes the the coming
0: of age thing for for Sarah. And... For a film made by men, it's a really accurate uh, film about... Sexual awakening and your fear thereof, and going back—you know, your bedroom full of teddy bears—and and how you're going to have to get escaped from that to go towards the things that make you feel sexual, but you don't know what the sexual things are. That's There's right. so much going on in it for a film that is essentially—and <laughs> like—and the sexual stuff is
1: terrifying when you're when you're yeah. young. Like that well, whole it, thing is very like overwhelming. You remind me as the babe. babe, babe with the power, what power? power of voodoo. Do you? you do
0: right. remind me as the babe. Yeah. A goblin, babe. <laughs> well, I saw my baby crying for this babe could cry. I think there's a massive fear. The, the film explores the fact that that, that that there's a point where you do, it is pre-sexual. It's not sexual, but something is going on that mm. you don't understand. The fear of that is, yeah, the, and that is oh. all. <laughs> And <laughs> all that, that represented all by this one up. tiny but bo- Tiny, I say tiny. The amount of coke he was on, I mean, they must have stuffed. Bowie was a big cokehead at the time. Uh, uh, I can't... Im- if that's him on the chas, then... You reckon he had a Jim Henson fluffer? <laughs> do you, do you, I think he's got a couple of muffins down is. there. <laughs> he's got that little caterpillar down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, coming for Caterpillar <laughs> with the <roses. laughs> Down his trousers. But it's terrifying. I mean, it's that line from Spinal Tap. We've got armadillos in our trousers. My parents had taped it when we were living in
1: Hong Kong, when I was really small... Oh. And so it has Cantonese subtitles. So all of my memories of watching the film yeah. is with Cantonese subtitles at oh, the bottom. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. I loved the fantasy and the the puppets. And, mm. um, and uh, Sarah's a big sister, which I um, also... I wonder if one of the reasons my parents showed it to me was because it would have been around the same time my baby brother was born. Oh,
0: really? Yeah, so it's, like,
1: this sort of, like, big sisterly, like, you know, do you accept responsibility for the fact that this... Persons now in your life and, and your, their family. And well, will you sell them to a goblin king? Will you sell them to a goblin king in exchange for glamour and jewels? <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, I um, so I loved it, mm. but that bulge, oh, man, it made me so uncomfortable. Mm. And I think that's because I knew that it was more than, some, than something that I could
0: understand. Yeah, as an adult, I'm like, oh come on, boy, yeah. yeah. The only that we spo- yeah, immediately as soon as you see that, sexy. Mm. No, it's terrifying. It's a grown man. And a bunch of really actual scary monsters, mm. and he's you know seducing a teenager, and, and and yet it's completely a safe space because it's a fairy tale and it's Jim Henson and it's not no one always what's going. Oh, he's a pedo. It's not like that. But it is it is this. Abso- it's it's actually beautifully done. where it's well, sort it's, of crossing the threshold for most young women.
1: That's it. It's in the. You know mm. how people are like. You should be able to, like, nothing should be taboo and stuff. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, but there's very few people out there who can do stuff
0: yeah.
1: well. Uh, maybe leave it to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's a beautiful example of one where they've taken uh, an, an adult male and a... Uh, she's meant to be a teenage girl, mm. and they've they've made this sort of weird sort of relationship-type mm. storyline. But it is all about putting yourself in the shoes of the girl and yeah. how... Um, uh, that would be quite seductive in a way, but also really scary and really uncomfortable. And the best part of it is like her journey is at the end. She's like, you have no power yeah. over me. That's her going oh i can say no yes i can say no and obviously unfortunately that's not always the case like you can say no and sometimes that doesn't mean anything but she can no we talked earlier
0: that feeling of being in an audience and and not knowing you're allowed to say no and we do that even well into grown uphood but there's a film god fucking i mean i love labyrinth but Mm. you forget because it's just so fun and good and bowie and daft voices and, and, and obviously a lead called Sarah which was big yeah, big deal yeah. for me when I was a kid <laughs> I, I always had a thing for Ludo <laughs> so off <laughs> <a> went. <friend. laughs>
1: like I'm big and hairy oh yeah I've yeah. got
0: a bear thing I mean yeah. you know I don't know yes definitely Ludo imprinted on me in a way that Bowie didn't Bowie was always scary and Bowie yeah. Bowie was trying to take me across a threshold I didn't want to go across I wanted to stay with Ludo yeah. Yeah. Just, just having a big hairy cuddle in a maze hang mm. on this has got weird <laughs> well,
1: there's that line yeah. that Bowie has, isn't it, where he's like, just before she has her big moment, and he's mm. saying something like, "Just wor- you know, worship me, uh, yeah. you know, do as I say, and, and I will, will be, be your, your slave. slave." And it's like, it's it's such a high impact thing. That idea of like, just give me yourself, give yeah. me everything about you, yeah. and I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, but you have to give yourself to me. Yeah, and that's like. Again, I, like, totally identify with that as, like, as a teenager trying yeah. to work out where I fit in terms mm. of whether I wanted a boyfriend and, like, whether I wanted, like, an adult relationship yeah. or whether I wanted to just hold hands or whether <laughs> I wanted to not have any of that. Yeah. And it's just, um Yeah.
0: It's, it's a great film. Oh, it's such a good film. And you've talked about it so beautifully. And I can't believe not I can't believe this has not come up on The Fear before, but I'm so happy <laughs> it did. Finally, we got to address the, uh, the... The bulge in the room. The bulge in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I mean, the episode. It was sort of... Uh, it's funny if you could... Because obviously now you look back and you think, well, obviously that would never, ever get made now. It'd never happen. Everything would be rewritten. And you lose that kind of magic of, no, it's not okay mm. that he has, <laughs> like it's meant to be it was it was based on ballet dancers I've read that that makes and sense yeah, yeah it was he was supposed to be a sort of he was supposed to be a rock star he was supposed to represent all the kind of sexy stuff that you're just taking interest in when you I mean she's an older actress than the character is meant yes, to be yeah. she's clearly on more on the cusp but you know um, Jennifer Connolly. I think uh, she was 16 when they filmed she was 16 yeah, yeah. but she's but, but I think that she's playing slightly younger I think she? possibly playing yeah, yeah. Um, but it sort of doesn't because we all come of age at different times yeah, so why we, we shouldn't put an age Age on no. her character because we you know um, but the yes the sort of uh, he was supposed to be you know the le- there was the, le- the leather jacket and um, you know the the he had, his staff was supposed to be a mic stand. Mm, All these kind of yeah. things that it was just meant to be, like how to explore that girls get inappropriate crushes on rock stars and that's how they have their first funny feelings mm. and don't know how to deal with them. And then you put that through the filter of fairy stories so you know it's going to be okay and you know it's going to have a happy ending. It's so yeah. smart. Um, and the love that clearly went into every everything you see on screen. And it's really weird because it had 25 different draft or any like and terry jones is credited as the writer but he sort of says he didn't really it wasn't really his thing by the end so yeah who came up with that line Mm. that the i'll be your slave line which is just ah. yeah it's so funny
1: because it like as you say um uh, you point out the rock star thing, mm. and I'd never really
0: considered mm. it, despite how obvious it is. He's in the scrapbook. You know, at the yes, beginning. She's got is. the scrapbook, and there's yeah. a little picture of him, like looking like normal eighties David Bowie, like the normal um, absolute beginners kind of era. right? Yeah. And it's just like, oh yeah, no, she knows who David Bowie is. David Bowie exists. in lab yeah. that's so weird. There's
1: so many. Um, that it's really nice <laughs> how many things are referenced in her room that reference yeah. stuff that she. That yeah, happens. all the all the
0: toys look like the yeah. characters. Well, it's it's you know. In, in her imagination as yeah. she comes of age oh. I'm just thinking now as well the, the thing about that labyrinth is there isn't she isn't offered an alternative love interest which I no. think if you made it now because of marketing and research and what sells and yeah. dolls and you know how a film is put together these days mm. they, would, uh, they would actually absolutely think about who would her love interest be who saves her at the end mm. who would be the white knight and the only white knight in the whole thing is her didymus He's the weird yeah. little Yorkshire Terrier guy. Yeah, on, you're right. Riding a Dulux dog. Riding a,
1: <laughs> you're dead right. Yeah. Yeah, not the, even Hoggles that because he, no, he's he, a, huggles a coward. Hoggles out
0: for himself and yeah, yeah. he's a coward. He's a, like, so did, he, and he's ridiculous. I didn't, this is ridiculous. Mm. He just, he rides around on a big, big dog and has, and yeah, yeah. it's great. He's the only saviour in it. Dog riding a dog. And everything else it is, <gasps> it's dog riding a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Uh let's talk about um your favorite scary moment from film or TV. So
1: um pushing aside Boys Bulge. Yeah. Um the one that that stuck with me for ages was um uh there's a scene in A Razor Head where the baby creature thing is crying and wailing. And um I I don't think I've ever watched all of a razor oh, head from beginning to end. Yeah. It was a flatmate of mine who was, when I first moved out of home and uh, moved to Melbourne, I was living in a share house, and um, and one of my housemates was watching it. And I walked in while she was watching it and was like, oh, what's this? And then the thing came up and it basically was something from my nightmare. Yeah. And I get that that's what Lynch does. Like, he's mm. very, very... Because what makes... What Lynch does so well when it comes to... Um, I don't even know if it's a horror but scary stuff Mm. and fear is that he doesn't sort of go on um, jump, you know, he doesn't do the jump scares or um, big terrifying monsters or anything. He gets you by working out what it is that you're afraid of and then visualising it. So with the baby thing... I think that terrifies me and I'm guessing it's I as I said I haven't seen the whole film on the way mm. through It'd be interesting to see if anyone else who maybe studied it has the same conclusion I, but I think it plays on the idea that if you were to first of
0: all birth is a terrifying thing yeah uh, you've I, been through it I have been through it and it is exactly like a razorhead yeah they, I, and, <laughs> no you the, the film I mean a razorhead is I, I I realized when we were talking about this earlier I I I love A head, and I haven't watched it for 20 years. Yeah. So my memories are, I, I know what it is about, I know exactly, but it, it's literally a fear of, um, Uh, his fear of him having a kid yeah he was he was terrified of his kid he had a a sick child he had some nightmares and what I love about it is that it's like uh, you know there are like five stories in the world or five things themes that people like to talk Mm. about and everyone does them completely differently and what he's exploring is no different to a stand-up who comes on and goes oh I'm a new dad and uh, you know (laughs) the the, the guy who does the tour poster holding up a nappy going oh what am I doing the guy who writes the funny column for the metro about new dadding it's the same emotion behind that it's the same emotion as three men and a baby yeah or trek three which has a kind of oh i'm having a kid and i don't know what i'm doing it's like it's such a universal theme and yet the way he does it no one else on earth is yeah. Well, so. see,
1: I don't think I'm scared in the way that the um, the main because um, the protagonist is the the fella. Yes, I'm scared because I, I think the is, yeah. the mum loves the baby, doesn't she? She's like really or looks after. Her. Uh,
0: no, she fucks off. Oh, does she? Spoiler does alert. She? Yeah, I get. It, but then I because I'm piecing this twenty year old memories of yeah. it. But but the one thing that absolutely sticks in my head, your head, everyone's head is him walking into the room and the baby being, and it's the line, "Oh my god, you are sick." <laughs> Yeah, me. Unpeels, it sort of unwraps this newborn baby, which is what babies look like when they're born. They do yeah. look like skinned lambs. They do, yeah. Uh, like horrible skin lamb. And you th- you absolutely every instinct in your body is that that should not be on the outside. That yeah. should be back in where it's safe. Like, that should not be out there. I'm now going to have to carry this around like it's a, a, one of my own internal organs. Yes.
1: <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what it feels that like. Exactly really it. And
0: it's amazing that he was so sensitive to that. that he, you know, there's, a, there's this weird puppet that looks like a sort of spotty skin. Baby lamb mm. um, that was called Spike, apparently.
1: Well, I think the thing about mm. um, that for me is the idea because I've I've, my um, husband and I don't want kids, mm. um, it's not something we're planning on. Mm. Um, don't let me put you
0: off. <laughs> I yeah, you didn't, yeah, I yeah, didn't no. make that decision I like just, two minutes ago after now. I just said, Oh my god, they come out like yeah, your lungs. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry.
1: Um, but the I think um, I also have that fear of um, once, once you give birth to a child and you need to look after it no matter what mm. the consequences yeah and um, I remember when I was very uh, like when I was quite young uh, the internet had just started mm. and it was one one of those ones where you'd get those sites where it's like weird and crazy facts from around the world mm. and it would take ages to load. but then you'd see like pictures of like oh look this galaxy looks like an eye or yeah. that sort of stuff and then one of them was a, a baby who'd been born um severely deformed sort of oh. so they'd like like their bones hadn't fully formed so they were oh. sort of blobbish and they but they were sat on this sort of um uh i'm like i'm trying to think like a not a raft but like a big mm. sort of platform thing and they were um parading it through the town ah. and um and it like it was some like some you know small so, tribe village thing yeah and um, and I think I remember reading up about it a bit more as I got older because it always stuck with me. And it was, um, yeah, it was some deformity that had happened and I can't remember if it was due to natural or unnatural causes. Mm. Um, the baby hadn't, I, th- I think the baby passed, you know, died during birth or something. Oh my God. But they'd seen it as like, oh, this woman had given birth to like, uh, like a god or someone who had then had to do that in order to pass over to the other spiritual realm or whatever, and so they saw it as a blessing, and they yeah. carried the like, they carried the body of this this child through the town, and there's no way it ever would have fully formed because its brain hadn't yeah. fully formed either. So it was it was essentially more just giving birth to flesh rather than life, mm. and um, and that sort of stuff I think is always like. Scared me about the idea of like.
0: Yeah. They don't always I mean, come out. You know. <laughs> they might come out like a lamb from. Have you ever seen. Because I, th- I, I thought you were going to say. Because I remember this being a thing that yeah. did the. That's. Uh, God, the early internet was fucking weird. I mean, mm-hmm. it's horrible now, but at least you haven't could go looking for that stuff. Yes, yeah. Whereas, now, yeah, that was just sort of.
1: There Or like your friends would send you links and be like, oh, yeah. oh look at this weird thing. Yeah. It's like the ring. They have
0: to like port yeah. it on so Oh, that, you have they're not to, the yeah. only ones
1: suffering. Yes!
0: Yeah. <laughs> that is the nature of, yeah, now I have to watch this pimple popping video. Yeah, yeah. we must all watch it together. Although that said, last night,
1: I found the hashtag uh, blackhead removal Ooh. on uh, Instagram and I've probably spent a good two
0: hours watching it? blackhead Removal. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. Yeah, it's, that, that was ugh. a bad example because it is really satisfying. Mm.
1: It makes my, uh, makes my mouth salivate. Mm. Like I get really like... <laughs> mm, I don't know what it is. I don't get hungry, but I get really like,
0: oh, there's yeah. something
1: about that. Oh, that was on the inside. Now it's outside. Yeah.
0: You've, it's, it's literally a purge. You purged the... Yeah. the, the Which is so
1: funny because I'm yeah. freaked out by the idea of like yeah. a little life coming out of me. Yeah. That's meant to come out of me. But like, but I love watching like dead skin cells yeah. being removed. Yeah.
0: It's not. I that way. The human body is odd. disgusting and fascinating. Yes. Um, have you ever seen that this? is Because this, I remember this being a thing that went around in the early days the internet. Um, a picture of how many teeth babies have in their skull. <laughs> you think about—we're all born with all of our teeth. Yeah. They're all in our head. Oh
1: my gosh! Yeah. And then, <laughs> can I show you? Yes. I want to see
0: again. This is something the listener that. at home might Wait, want as to
1: it, No, but adult teeth aren't fully formed, are they?
0: Uh, you're born with all the teeth in your head. Uh, let me show you. Um, I, I, I think hang on, I I'm gonna get this. On, see this. Please write in if you're a dentist and you know I I'm pretty certain. Um Uh Charles Oh it's on Snopes. Oh god, does that mean it's not true? <laughs> Is this image about child teeth development accurate? Well what until say? this minute I thought this was a, this might be the thing. Um here's this, da, 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 da. Oh, I mean, just no one knows. Um, okay, well, unverified. Is uh, it? This 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 is unverified on Snopes. So let's, um, yeah, we might just cut this bit all together. But having said that, look at that. <laughs> oh, <my> I thought <laughs> I thought until about two minutes ago that babies were born. Babies had all their teeth in their head, and they just dropped down, which is. Just Maybe that. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah. but I feel like those are too big. Yeah. You know, when your adult teeth come through. Right. Oh, then again, your teeth always look massive
0: when your adult teeth come through. So maybe okay. they are. I think to avoid getting letters, I might just cut this bit completely. Yeah. What babies? What children's skulls look like as they prepare to be Also, just the idea that they the, how you know this is quite worrying because there must the, be people who know though. Yeah, but there'll be dead dead, dead yeah. baby skulls. Oh God. Anyway, er, eraser head. Thank you. <laughs> So much talking about gone. Razorhead. Yeah, so you, are you ever tempted to see it? Um,
1: well, my husband is a huge Lynch fan. He mm. like, loves Lynch. Mm. And I think he watched a Razorhead again recently mm. and I made sure I didn't go in the room. Mm. I might at some stage, but I have, you know, there's a there's Drag Race to be watched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's things that make me not Someone uncomfortable. Someone should have done the baby
0: from a Razorhead for a Drag Race, a little puppet. Oh, That would have been great. Yeah. Uh, it's a waste, wasted opportunity. <laughs> Let's talk about your final thing, mm. which you had a few for. So I want to see which one you're going to go for, which is your fear you live with now.
1: Yeah. Um I'm going to go with ghost trains. Ghost trains. Yeah. Which is, um I think it's just that I've built them too much up in my head. Okay. So I went on a ghost train as a kid with my mum and mm. I had my eyes closed for the entire time. She kept trying to make me open my eyes mm. and I wouldn't do it. And I think because I never... I never saw that it's not as scary as... Yeah, your it's, imagination, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then my imagination has made it much scary. I actually went on a ghost train with my eyes open for the first time last year. Oh, yeah. And that was because, like, my friend was like, I can't tell you how my, how bad this ghost train is. It was in Luna Park in Melbourne. Amazing. And she was like, genuinely. And I was like, no, 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 but honestly, <laughs> like, I'm really terrified by it. And, like, I don't want to... Like, I'm constantly worried I'm mm. going to die of a heart attack because something goes, that I'm yeah. not expecting. And um but that said I've had I've been through those maze things where you walk through and people jump out at you. Yeah. I've done those. There's some control the ghost train. Yeah, there's control I think it's involved the animatronic in a- element of it c- potentially going wrong. That's what's uh, scary. I see, this like, is like what, what, was- what if the timing of yeah. the train is wrong when something comes out and then you yeah. get headbutted by a robot? That sort of thing. Like, I don't uh, think hey, they're going to you're going up. to some
0: sophisticated ghost train.
1: <laughs> well, that's it. Because in my yeah. head, I was like, oh, yeah, it's loads like of robots and stuff. Yeah. But then...
0: Tell me I about did the one in Melbourne. So
1: one in Melbourne. Um, so I've got a Fitbit with a heart rate monitor. And okay. I checked my heart rate before we went on it. And yeah. it was, like, in the hundreds. And my resting heart rate is 69. Uh-huh. Yes, thank you, listeners. Boom. No. Um, nice. <laughs> nice. And, um, and then I, I we went on the ghost train and then when I came out it like the ghost train was mm. so lame. So lame. There was like a taxidermy dog. <laughs> like oh. that was the that was like one of the I think it had a party hat on. Like it was like <laughs> it, <laughs> it was so, quite good. Like, you know, So <laughs> bad. And it was really funny how bad it was. And um it was very like just Halloween decoration mm. style stuff. Um uh, and lots of neon writing On the walls, they're like, beware, (laughs) stuff like that. And it was so bad that i um i laughed the whole mm. way because of how much i'd built it up in my yeah. head and it not being that that release is yeah. yeah and then when i came out my heart rate was in the low 60s
0: <laughs> Brilliant. so i'd
1: found it a calming you'd really relax calming uh, relaxing ghost train yeah but yeah. That's, uh, uh, but i think i'm still scared of them like i think yeah. that i'm like oh yeah well that one but that one yeah but in my head the rest of them are still terrifying
0: going around with your eyes closed seems so much scarier than the idea of going around with yeah with your eyes open but i know exactly yeah yeah
1: because you're hearing sounds and you have no idea what's going on well you hear this noise
0: yeah which is a staple a lot of this as well (laughs) yeah which is which is something blowing some something in your face yeah it's just like fog machine (laughs) a fog machine blowing something in your face and there's normally like some kind of shitty scarecrow with like a plastic yeah you know post office witch mask on but we did a ghost tour in edinburgh
1: of, like, one of the yeah. cemeteries and stuff. And, again, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like...
0: Well, you're on your feet. You can, yeah. you can leave, you can... Also, I
1: think, like, I'm not... Like, I'm like, it's not really go so is yeah. it? Just walking around a cemetery at night, that makes which is different. fine. Yeah. It's actually less scary. But then we went into a vault where... um uh, Or, like, a sort of crypt, I should mm. say, sort of thing. And when we went in there... And I know for a fact um, why this happened. It's because we'd gone from a very cold, windy outdoor setting to... And as a large group and then we'd all crammed ourselves mm. into this crypt where the air is very uh still and dense mm. and then a lot of people are breathing it at the same time yeah. very quickly. And I uh, uh and I nearly fainted. I um ah. I, I everything yeah. went black. Like Ooh. we were standing there and he was telling a story. I got to a point where I couldn't hear anything yeah. except my own heartbeat in my ears and then I just remember everything getting darker and darker and darker in my eyes and then realizing it wasn't the lighting of the place, it was me. Mm. And um and uh, um, Gav noticed that I was swaying and he took me outside and I was fine. I know that's lack of oxygen. That's what that is. That is me not breathing properly, not getting enough air in my yeah. lungs and, and just asphyxiation yeah. is what I had. Um, but at the same time, I'm now scared of that. So I'm scared of, so with dungeon things or things like that, usually they're sort of yeah, in basement areas completely a reasonable, lot of people. Yeah. I'm like,
0: oh, I'm going to faint because I'm not going to breathe properly yeah. and then I'm going to pass out. I'm scared of ghost trains for a completely different reason, which is what could actually, as you say, what could actually go wrong in there, as opposed to the supernatural terrors that they're trying to present to you, yes, which, the ghosts yeah. and the goblins and the witches and the whatnots. It's actually, I mean, there was always a rumour at my school that there was someone in the ghost train who felt the girls boobs. <laughs> <laughs> um which, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> given how shitty the fun fairs were that came to my town, I, I'd buy true. it, I'd yeah. absolutely buy it. And and the idea that, yeah, you say a robot goes wrong, and oh, a robot, I love the idea of being a robot. A, mm-hmm. yeah, going Funny on. enough,
1: I did work at a laser tag place in Melbourne as an yeah. adult, um, again, when I first moved out of home. And um, part of, it was one of those laser tag, Uh, places where it's sort of like a maze Mm. and they had like a Terminator animatronic Mm. Terminator thing in the wall that would sometimes move from side to side and and then there was a um, Predator as well Um, and that was a sort of had like eyes that would light up and it would move slightly and I used to have to vacuum the laser tag thing when there was no one in there but it would still, you would still, so you wouldn't have any of the music that you'd have or, like, the, the, the powerful disco lights, but you'd still have these, like, really robots tense. that would occasionally got move. i really tense. Yeah, it was really, and you'd think to yourself, like, how terrifying would it be if, like, <gasps> if you just went around a corner and one of them wasn't in the cage? You know, <laughs> something like that. You'd give yourself, like, the heebie-jeebies thinking about it. But actually, I wasn't, I did also find that sort of helped me get past that fear a bit because then you're like, yeah. oh,
0: it- it's just got- props. <laughs> Uh, any, any other anything else fear related you'd like to discuss um, any other fear you live with now
1: um, well the only other one I have is that I um, I close my eyes whenever I open my pencil case because I'm, <laughs> I'm terrified that something's going to like ping out that's okay. been like you know like slingshot out and go directly into my eye is this something that's happened no I don't know where it's from I don't know where I got that weird I love it. But it but I also think like what's the harm in just in case yeah you never know if, I don't want to have to be like, oh yeah, I lost my eye because <laughs> because of pencil. And you do a lot of
0: yeah art, I a lot, art stuff. Yeah. You do. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just keep keep closing your eyes. I'm, yeah, if it works. If it I works think it's for you. even just thinking
1: about it. I start yeah, to like oh, sorry, close my that. eyes again. I, yeah. I think it's because I keep th- things like cu- like um, compasses. Yeah, and scalpels. Scalpels. I have a lot of yeah. scalpels. Um, it sounds terrifying, but I, I do. No, you do a lot of. Uh, you, yeah.
0: Speaking of which, why don't we? Um, Beck there, uh, would you like to plug your anything you'd like to plug yeah so um, that okay uh, yes, like a human that's a, that's a Beck, is, Beck is there anything you'd like to plug
1: <laughs> I will plug my Edinburgh Friend show which mm-hmm. is called I'll Be Beck and <laughs> it's, um, it's all about uh, time travel so um, the concept is I've con- I've been to the future and I've come back to tell you everything that's happening there very smart I love mm. it um, and then and you can find me on social media which is Beck Hill Comedian Beck Hill Be Chill Comedian yeah. Depending on how you uh, read it, it's not intentional. But I always say it because it stops people from pointing it out to me. I'm like, yeah, it's my name. I'm I'm aware, fully aware of the different ways it can be read. My mind is blown,
0: <laughs> blown.
1: You're um, gonna, you're now gonna uh, end I'll up becoming never... one of my many friends who says, "Hey, BGL, which uh, I'm cool with. You can call me that. <laughs> it's not a stage name. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: uh, Bechel, thank you so much for coming on the Fear. Thanks for having me. Great Big Owl. What? Great Big Owl. Stop saying that. What about Great Big Owl? It's a family of podcasts. Ooh. Who's in this family? Well, there's Rule of Three. That's us. <laughs> there's Brian and Roger. Hi, Roger. It's Brian. There's the The One Show Show. There's That's nowhere well else nice. you would find a, a four-
1: or five-minute film about pine martins yes. without a sight of one pine martin at all in the film. There's Barry and Angelos. Uh, oh. uh, gooch,
0: gooch, chooch. Yeah. Remember that lovely one? And there's Smursh Pod. Could you eat first? I think we know. <sighs> well, I know. I don't know if I'd want to eat Lazenby. Basically, look for Great Big Owl on your pod, what's it? Good idea. Have we got a sting? Owls don't sting.
1: Great Big Owl.